to the Southern Alberta Council on Welcome everybody to the Southern Alberta Council on Public Affairs. This microphone has a mind of its own. It <laughs> anyway, I'll hold it like that. So welcome everybody. First order of business, turn off your cell phones or you'll be won't get any lunch. Okay? Uh, we'd like to again thank everybody uh, who is here today. Uh, I'm the moderator, Bob Campbell. I'll be the moderator. We want to, uh, you, we follow the usual format. Uh, we have our speaker, then we have our lunch, then we have the Q&A. Uh, as you know, this is uh, well, it being recorded and it's also on the uh, SACPA website and showed, shown, of course, on uh, Shaw Cable. Um, the lunch is $14, uh, so someone uh, be the uh, cashier for the table to uh, count the heads, multiply by 14, or if they're just having coffee, of course, $2 for the coffee. So I think you've got the, all the basics now, so we will begin. So today, our speaker, uh, are we dementia friendly? I think that's a very timely topic. Uh, for me personally, I know, and uh, others who uh, have lots of that gray stuff. Uh, Alzheimer's disease and dementia are often used interchangeably as many people believe that one means the other. In fact, the distinction between the two diseases often causes confusion for the persons living with dementia, their families and caregivers. Our speaker today is Shari Remus, who is the regional lead on community relations uh, for the Alzheimer's Society of Alberta and the Northwest Territories. Um, in uh, March of 2017, she joined the Alzheimer's Society from Calgary's fast-paced corporate world, where she wore many hats, including corporate fundraising, communications, and graphic design. Uh, she said she's nervous. I said she has nothing to fear. This is a very friendly, kind audience. You ask very easy questions. So with that, we'll introduce and welcome Shari, please. Did you hear the joke about the person with cancer who lost all their hair? How about the person with Lou Gehrig's disease? I didn't think so. So how come it's okay to tell jokes about people with dementia? We all do it. I mean, I've done it myself. You're standing in a line somewhere or you're out with friends and somebody's fumbling with some keys or they can't find their money and they say, oh, I'm having a dementia moment or oh, I must be getting Alzheimer's or old timer's disease. But what about the person who has the diagnosis of dementia? Losing your memory is no joke to them. I'm Sherry Remus. I'm Community Relations for the Alzheimer's Society of Alberta and Northwest Territories. And it's Brain Awareness Month here, and I am here to help you learn just a little bit more about dementia. First, I'd like to start with just a few stat statistics. 564,000 people currently in Canada have a diagnosis of dementia. Now, in less than 15 years, that number is expected to double to almost a million. Now, if you add in one caregiver for each one of those people, we're talking two million people in less than 15 years will be um, impacted by dementia. Okay, here's another way to look at it. Three out of four people will be affected by dementia. 
Now, I want you to look to the person to your left, and I want you to look to the person to your life and say hello. <laughs> now, remember, remember, three out of four people will have a diagnosis or will be affected by it. So, three out of four people. One of you is going to know somebody with dementia. One of you is going to be a caregiver for somebody with dementia. And one of you is going to have dementia. Now, those are some pretty frightening odds for our future. So, what exactly is dementia and Alzheimer's disease? Well, let's start with that. Now, dementia is an umbrella term. And what it is, is a uh, mental, it's a decline in mental ability enough to cause um, interference with your everyday abilities. And memory loss is an example of something like that. There are over 100 different types of dementia out there. Lewy body, frontal temporal, vascular, and of course, there's Alzheimer's disease. Alzheimer's disease accounts for 64% of all dementias that are out there. Now, some people use that interchangeably, as Bob said. But um, Alzheimer's disease is a form of dementia. But when you have Alzheimer's disease, you have dementia. But if you have dementia, you may not have Alzheimer's disease. So that's sort of the distinction between the two. Now, I'm going to try to explain in an illustrative kind of way what is going on with, with memory loss and dementia. Now, I'm not going to go into what plaques and tangles are or proteins. I'm going to leave that for the experts, and there's more on that later. What I am going to do is try to explain an illustration of what can happen to somebody with, with memory loss. This is not going to happen to everybody, and everybody is different. So just keep that in mind. Now, I want you to imagine I am 80 years old. I'm looking pretty good for 80, I think. And I want you to imagine a great big bookcase beside me. Now, this bookcase is full of books. It is made out of particle boards, so it's not very strong. But it's full of books right to the top. This is my factual bookcase. Now, all these books have a representation for me of a memory or, or a fact from my 80 years of life. So at the very top of my bookcase are my recent memories, what I had for breakfast, what I did yesterday or last week. As you go down the bookcase, then you start getting into your 70s, maybe my 60s and I retire from work, maybe my memories of my 50s and a, an anniversary with my husband, maybe I'm down in my 20s and I'm just meeting my husband for the first time. At the very, very bottom are my childhood memories, maybe my first day of school. Now, dementia, when it hits your brain, it has a habit of rocking that bookcase back and forth. And because it's structurally weak and it's made out of particle board, what do you think is going to happen to the books at the top? Well, the books at the top are going to start to tumble off. You see, that illustrates why short-term memory is something that happens first to people with memory loss. The books at the top, your bookcase is moving back and forth, and the bookcases start to fall. Bookcase, bam. There goes your 70s. You now have no memories or facts from your 70s. This is your, your graduation from college. It's gone. It just disappears. So all of a sudden, you know, I'm standing in my kitchen, and I'm 80 years old, and I'm looking at a 2019 kitchen, and I don't recognize it anymore because I think it's 1955. And I am looking for my kitchen from my youth or from when I was first married. And that is a problem because I'm standing there, I'm fri frightened, I'm scared, and I don't know what to do. 
I want to leave that memory with you for a moment, and we will come back to that. So what happens if you guys have a little worry about dementia or memory loss? Well, the thing about getting older is that our bodies get older and our brains get older. There are things that are normal parts of aging. Some memory loss is normal, okay? So don't freak out. Okay, so say you, you are going somewhere, you can't find your reading glasses. And you go, honey, where are my reading glasses? I can't find them. Or you're saying, oh, what's his name? Or what's the name of that band? You know that band? You know, know those guys? And you can't, think, you can't pull it out of your memory. That's normal. That is part of growing older. And you shouldn't have to worry about those kinds of things. Okay, the difference with dementia is this. You go to your sock drawer and you can't find it. Or you can't, you can't remember what socks are for. You're driving around close to home and you, you get lost. You can't remember how to get home two blocks from your house. You forget the names of your children or your spouse. You go and buy two gallons of milk and you get home and there's five, gallon, five gallons of milk already in there and you've forgotten that you've bought it. You get, you get angry quicker. You get, you get frustrated faster. You cry more. And these are all things that are not normal. What I tell people is if you leave your, your um, shoes in the dishwasher or you put your keys, you pick up your keys and, and you find them in the freezer or you pick them up and go, what are these for? Then you might have some serious lapses that you might want to have checked out. And you know what I say to you? Go see your doctor. Do not look this up on the internet. Go and find out what's going on with your doctor. You see, it may not be dementia at all. There are many things that can cause memory lapses, and it's not just dementia. Do you have a, a urinary tract infection? That can cause all kinds of mental lapses and problems. Are you dehydrated? That can cause some memory issues. Have you had chemo in the last couple years? Memory issues can be a result of that. So before you start panicking and worrying, go see your doctor. But don't you think it's important to get a timely diagnosis? I think so. So you go see your doctor, and he says you're fine. Don't worry about it. You know, here's some, maybe some penicillin for an infection. You know, you're okay. And you go, whew. Okay, so what can I do now to keep my brain healthy? Well, there are lots of things you can do. Certainly there are. Now, some of the things you can do are the things that they tell everybody to do. Okay, you've got to eat right. You've got to watch your cardiovascular health and get enough exercise. And you have to get enough sleep. Okay, so you're 65 years old. You've done none of these things. You love bacon. You never exercise. And you, go, you stay up late at night watching Netflix. What about you? And you go, okay, there's still one more thing that may help protect you. If you've been doing mentally stimulating activities with your brain over the course of your life, then you have another way of protecting your mind and your brain. But you have to challenge your brain all the time. And I don't mean just crossword puzzles. I mean learn a new language. I mean read a book, take a course in school, or you know, go back to school. Um, be socially connected and active with your community. Something as simple as using your non-dominant hand to use a mouse on a computer. Have you ever tried to do that? It is really hard, and that challenges your brain. So, you, um, so the thing about dementia is it affects people differently. 
because there's so many different types of dementia, and everybody is so different, what your mother had may be different from what your grandmother had or what your spouse has right now. So if you know one person with dementia, you know one person with dementia. So you go to your doctor, and he gives you the bad news. It's a different scenario. He says, I'm sorry, but you have a diagnosis of dementia. Now what? Well, this is an extremely frightening time in your life. This is a terrible diagnosis, and I can't sugarcoat it. But your life is not over. You know, you're not going to change overnight. You're not going to go to the stage four of dementia that people think about right away. You're not going to die. This is really important to remember. You can still have a really good quality of life for a long time. The only thing you have to remember is dementia is progressive. It is fatal. There is no cure. So eventually, you will die from this. But like I said, you can live very happy and fulfilled lives. And maintaining your independence will be really important, whether for you or for the, your, your family member or your friend, whoever that might be. Um, one of the things that you should do, and you should do it right away, and I hate the word should, but I'm going to say it here, is make sure you find somebody who can be your advocate, somebody who can speak for you as the disease progresses, somebody you trust and have your morals to make the decisions that you would want made for you. This also means getting your wills up to date, folks. Get your personal directive and your enduring power of attorney done right now because those will speak for you when you no longer can. One of the things that somebody said um, when they did a, what do you call it, a, um, a survey with people who had dementia, is they said, what's one of the things, the biggest barriers for you? And they said stigma. They said stigma is one of the biggest barriers to a quality of life for us. And they said, okay, what does that mean? Well, that means maybe you're not inviting your friend over to book club anymore because you don't think they can read the book or you don't think they can follow the conversation. Maybe you're not inviting them out for supper anymore because you're embarrassed that they might say or do something that would make you uncomfortable. People who have a diagnosis and their caregivers become socially isolated and very much alone. The thing to remember is you've got to remember the abilities a person still has and not the losses. Now remember my bookcase. I'm 80 years old. I'm standing in my kitchen, and I'm confused. You come over to visit me, and I say, I'll make you a cup of coffee. And you see me struggle. And you think, oh, no, she, she can't be in the kitchen anymore. Oh, no, you know, there's, you know she, can't, she can't manage this. You have to embrace my reality. Now, I think at that moment in time, it's 1955. So you have to respect where I'm coming from and my viewpoint, even if it's different from yours. And you have to remember that tomorrow, I may have my memory back for a time. Or I may remember things again. And I may know that I'm in 2019. But at that moment in time, I am in, I'm at a different age in my life or whatever. And you have to work with me then. You have to say, oh, okay, well, here's, where's your coffee cups? How can I help you to make it possible for you to live well with your dementia in your home? So you may think, this is it, you know, the, the, I, I feel so terrible, there's, what, you know, there's nothing else for her. And you go, no, you see, there's another bookcase. There's another bookcase that I have, and it's over here. This is my emotional bookcase. This is where all my emotions go when I am going through all the things in life. So how the two bookcases work together is like this. 
So, you come and meet me, we get together, and I've forgotten your name, or I've forgotten something you've told me many, many times, and you're angry at me, and you're frustrated, and I'm angry and frustrated too, and I'm also sad because I know I can't remember, and I don't understand. And you go home and you think, oh, that's okay, it doesn't matter. You know, she's not going to remember the conversation anyways. And you know what? Here's the conversation. It's on the top of my bookcase. It's gone. I won't remember the conversation, but do you know what stays with me? The emotions. There's the emotions. And they stay. They stay with me. And what I, the emotions that I have from that is the anger, the frustration, the, the sadness. And I don't have the fact anymore. It's gone. But I have you, and all I can think about when I think of you is anger and sadness and, and un being unhappy. So here's a better scenario. We go out for the day. We have a lovely day. We, we spend a lot of time together. We laugh a lot. I feel warmth. I feel joy, and I feel loved. When we go home at the end of the day, there's that memory. There's that fact. I will have forgotten what we laughed about. I will have forgotten the day completely. But what will remain with me are the emotions. And what are those emotions? Those emotions are warmth and love and caring. And I will have those emotions attached to you. So when I think of you, I will think of love and happiness and joy. So one of the things that you have to remember is that the disease is what's doing it and not the person. I read a Twitter a little while ago, the Twitter tweet, whatever, and um, it really struck with me. And a granddaughter went to visit her grandmother who has dementia in, in her home. And the granddaughter says, Grandma, it's so great to see you. And the grandmother says, it's nice remembering you. And the granddaughter says, Grandma, you can remember me? And she goes, no. I don't remember you, but I remember that I love you. So what you want to remember is what's the point of visiting, you think? What is the point of going and visiting them or inviting them out? Because they're not going to remember. Well, they will. Remember the emotional bookcase? They, they may not remember you, but they're going to remember the way you make them feel. So continue to invite them. Continue to be a part of their lives because that emotional stays with them long after the fact is gone. Now, the Alzheimer's Society of Alberta and Northwest Territories provides programs and services for people with a diagnosis of dementia and their care partners. Funds we receive from generous donors and sponsors um, through our, our uh, memorial donations, through our memory walks, coffee breaks, third-party fundraising that gets done on our behalf. These make it possible for us to give the educational programs, do the presentations such as this one, and to provide the support and one-on-one -on -one support that they require through the progress of the disease. Funds we provide make it possible for us to offer these services free of charge. Nobody is ever charged for anything that we provide. Now, some of the monies that we have raised goes towards research, and we have given seed money to the Canadian Centre for Behavioural uh, Behavioral Neuroscience, it's a mouthful, at the University of Lethbridge, and we, we support them in their research. Coming up this Saturday, we are very pleased to be partnering with them 
on a presentation on, on Saturday, March 16th at 2 o'clock p.m. Has anybody heard of Jay Ingram? Now, Jay Ingram, I gotta put this up here. Jay Ingram is um, the science broadcaster and a writer who has co-hosted Discovery Channel's Daily Planet for 16 years. Jay Ingram's gonna be your keynote speaker at this, uh, this presentation on Saturday. It's gonna be held at the Sandman Hotel on Scenic Drive, and there will be tickets available. This is a great opportunity for you to learn more about dementia, to learn about how to live well with dementia, and to find out some of the research that's being done. After Jay's presentation and a short Q&A, at three o'clock, we will have a five panel member of um, professionals, researchers, um, doctors, um, someone who's actually living with a diagnosis of dementia will be there, and someone from our Alzheimer's Society will also be there. And they're there to answer any questions that you might have. That's the time to ask the questions. Unfortunately, I'm not a medical doctor. I don't do research, so I wouldn't be able to answer the tricky questions you might have in your mind that you want to ask. This would be a perfect opportunity for you. So the tickets are available at the Alzheimer's Society, at LSCO, and at Nordbridge. And for a short time period, today, after this presentation, we will have tickets available. If anyone is interested, come and see us after the presentation and Q&A, and we would be happy to sell you some tickets. What I want you to get out of this presentation is that we need to see dementia differently. We need to treat people who have a diagnosis with respect and understanding. We need to change the perception of the disease. We need to stop the jokes. And I'll have a caveat to that. If the person with Alzheimer's disease or dementia wants to tell a joke, they can. But I don't think we should. So we need to support those people with a diagnosis and with their caregivers with support and understanding so that they can continue to do the things that they love with the right helps and supports in place. I really truly believe that a caring community can take away some of the loneliness and make it possible for people to live well with dementia. Thank you.